You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. to the 49ers Rush Podcast, and here is your host, John Chapman. All right, 49ers fans, welcome to the 49ers Rush Podcast with me, your host, John Chapman. I am really excited because football is happening once again. Organized team activities, or OTAs, started today, which... Uh, the first day's, you know, definitely a little boring as far as, you know, uh, you're not in full pads. It's very elementary. You're installing all this stuff, but at least we got stuff going on. So today is going to be an absolute blast episode. We've got a lot of stuff to get to. Uh, we're going to go through the OTA press conference, injuries, updates, all those things from Kyle Shanahan's press conference. Then after that, we're going to be giving away our Joe Montana jersey. Um, very, very excited. This is a lot of fun. It's sad because every time I announce it, a bunch of people get pissed off at me, but that's okay. Uh, uh, somebody's going to get a free jersey, which is legit. And then at the end of the episode, I'm very excited about, I'm going to rank the top 25 most valuable players to the 49ers franchise, uh, both now and for the future, taking into account talent, uh, position, value, and also contract, and figuring all those different things. And I put a couple polls up on Twitter, so also want to see how that response is going to go out. But that's what we have for you today. So we got a lot of stuff to, to get into, and so let's just jump right into it. Number one, man. Nick Bosa, <laughs> the first round pick and, you know, the number one player on my big board. Everybody that's been following me for a while, you understand exactly how I feel about this guy. Um, I'm a huge Nick Bosa fan on the field. Off the field's a whole nother story, um, but whatever. Um, he is injured in his very first practice. Now, it's a very minor injury, and I understand Twitter is always going to overreact. That's just what they do. Uh, I've already got people, uh, this is you. That's okay. I love you. Uh, <laughs> subtweeting me. Told you we should have picked Josh Allen. Told you we should have picked Quinn and Williams. Told you this. Told you that. And just chill out. Um, it's a hamstring tweak. So on two-on-two pass rush drills. So you go through individual drills. Then you do a little bit of stuff versus the offensive line. Then seven and seven or inside, uh, depending on what position you play. Then team. So it, he was not scheduled to do a full practice he does tweak his hamstring a little bit and the reports are that you know he went over to the trainer's table was there for a very brief time then uh casually limped back over to the position drills but did not participate just kind of stayed off to the side but he stayed out on the practice field the entire time and then at the very end of practice with the team huddle he casually limped over there as well so uh, you know it, 
the severity of this issue. Hamstring issues are troublesome because they linger. However, we are in OTAs. If it was severe, he sure as hell wouldn't have been walking around practice for the remainder of the practice. They would have gotten him attention or continued working on him. So that's good news. Now, um, the, the best news about this is Kyle Shanahan didn't even mention it in his press conference right after practice. So whether that means it's such a small issue that it's not even mentionable or he doesn't know how severe it is yet, uh, they kind of put that into perspective. But I doubt he will participate at least in the next 10 days. Uh, I would not do anything. He wasn't back in football shape anyway. He didn't participate in the conditioning section of this practice. So uh, he's got some time to heal. Not too worried about it. Now, there are some major issues, however, that you know the faithful has not been made aware of until today. And so there's, there's a long list. So I'm going to go through these as quick as I can, but I want to make sure everybody is caught up on the situation. Number one, Matt Breida. Uh, apparently tweaked his pec while lifting, and this is interesting during the offseason because he said he tweaked his pec, Kyle Shanahan is who I'm referencing here, but later said it was a slight tear. So it's nothing that needs surgery, which is great, and he cannot do anything before camp. Uh, pec tears are very, very scary. You know, we saw with Malcolm Smith how he missed an entire year. Kyle Shanahan said it's nothing like that, doesn't need surgery, but he will be ready by camp. He's not going to be able to do anything till then. And unfortunately, with the pec, if it's a severe thing, you can't even run because you can't go through the motion with your arm. So that's something to pay attention to. And then if we stay with the running back position, Mostert, uh, his arm issue from the season whenever he snapped his arm in half during the game, um, they had a setback in surgery. So they had to go back in, re-break it, re-put it back together and all those things. Uh, the terminology, again, I want to quote Kyle Shanahan here because it sounds like a big deal. He said, not too big of a deal. Just added another month or four weeks to his recovery. He's already running around and taking handoffs already. He is just not clear for contact and probably won't be until camp. Um, Jet, you know, Jarek McKinnon seems to be, one, to be on pace to be 100% ready by camp. They are not wanting to rush back, especially with, you know, we've got two injuries in the running back <laughs> fold already. It's funny, you know, Kyle Shanahan values running backs more than anybody else in the NFL. We have four of them. You could say five if you want to count Jeff Wilson, but... We've got a couple injuries down, so there's no need to rush anybody back because if we, and he did reference this, Kyle Shanahan, if there's another injury, uh, then they're going to have to change up the reps because right now there's enough guys, there's four guys there to where it's it's running smoothly. That's how you want it, kind of a four-back rotation. But you get down to three, now you're either having to change up reps or you're going to have to bring in another camp body. Uh, so something to keep an eye on. Now, Jimmy Garoppolo, Seems like he's going to be 100% by camp as well. He's taking part in individual drills and seven-on-seven. He's not doing team stuff yet. But again, you do not need to rush anybody back now. OTAs is much more about install, just getting the mesh points together with handoffs and plays and play calling and practice and getting to know each other. And if you even look up the Chicago Bears Twitter handle, they put out a video today where it was basically just a field day. They played dodgeball and had a barbecue and played all kinds of like, you know, elementary school field day activities. So it, just to put it into perspective, nobody's getting behind right now. Now, uh, Jimmy's going to be just fine. Zero concern whenever that issue took place. You know, he tore his ACL is in week three or four. I think it was week four. Um, here's the deal. It's a nine-month healing process, which is now, and he's already taken part in those things. We still got a few months 
before training camp starts. So it, no issues there. Uh, really excited to see how he's going to perform. Now, Jalen Hurd, the third-round pick out of Baylor and from Tennessee before then, uh, still not in football shape due to the injury he, that took place in college. So he is still off to the side. He looks good. But there's no need to rush him back, so he is also off to the side. Fred Warner, um, he had his knee cleaned up. This is something that wasn't really mentioned a lot. He did have some issues with the knee, even though he played the entire time last season. He was absolute Iron Man for us in his rookie year. So they decided he came back a few weeks ago, and he had some swelling in his knee. They wanted to see if it would go down. It did not. So they went in to clean up some residual stuff is the way that Kyle Shanahan said, just kind of clean it up, and he will be ready to go by camp. That's usually you know a four- to five-week issue, so he should be just fine. Malcolm Smith, good Lord, still hurt. Still hurt. Um, one of the worst signings, probably uh, the 49ers of this entire front office. One, we overpaid for him anyway, but we needed a guy, and he just has not been able to participate. So much so, we have gone out and overpaid for somebody that plays the exact same position, Quan Alexander, who has a higher ceiling, and then drafted you know, Drake Greenlaw as well. So with Malcolm Smith still being hurt, he did go through individual drills. It, you just have to say, you know what? Anything we get from this guy is going to be positive. Unfortunately, we can't cut him because of the guaranteed money. It just doesn't make financial sense to do so. And he's a good locker room guy, and we do need depth at the position. But uh, seriously, this is I, I would if he never takes a snap for the 49ers, I wouldn't be shocked. I think that he will uh, another snap for the 49ers. But uh, nothing there. It's just it's, this was awful. Now, what is alarming, and I do not have Garrett Selleck making the roster this year, but much more important than that, he's still in concussion protocol from the season. This is scary stuff, um, and he has a back issue. So aside from these injuries, I did not think that he would be making the roster. You know, we drafted Caden Smith in the sixth round, one of my favorite draft picks. Go back and listen to the previous podcast if you didn't hear me, my breakdown of him. I love that guy. But Garrick Selleck has given the 49ers so much. I hate to see that he's still having issues. Hopefully this gets cleared up. Uh, it's scary stuff whenever you're still in concussion protocol. And, you know, we're in May. Um, you haven't played a game in six months. So scary stuff. Hopefully he gets healthy. I care way more about that than I do the football perspective with him. Uh, now this question was asked um, to Coach Shanahan said, are you worried with so many people missing time in OTAs? And his response was pretty funny. He's like, oh, we've been super healthy the last two OTAs we've had here. Um, and then we were horrible injuries throughout the season. So hopefully this means the opposite. We have a lot of guys out during OTAs, but we stay healthy during the season. I know those two don't have a bearing on each other. He was kind of tongue-in-cheek there. But you know, one thing does not necessarily mean the next will happen. Everybody should be ready for camp, so those are positive signs. But again, OTAs, the goal isn't to win OTAs. The goal isn't to be the best team in OTAs. It's not to be the best team at camp or preseason. It's when the season starts, that's when you want to show up. So, all right, let's move on to uh, probably what most people are waiting for. Now, I'd encourage you, if your name is not called, um, one, don't be mad at my son who picked the name. Uh, the process for getting this, everybody that completes all of the stuff that I'm asking them to do, follow me, follow my YouTube page, and retweet that tweet. Uh, put them in an Excel spreadsheet. It numbers them out, and my son picks a number, and whoever that matches up with, boom, that's what it is. So if it's not you, don't get upset. 
And um, anyway, please stay with this episode. I've got a bunch more content, which I'm really excited to break down. So the winner of the autographed Joe Montana jersey, which was given to us compliment of our sponsor at Game Day Sports and Memorabilia, is Niner Pride 66. Uh, Chris, Chris Peterson, really appreciate all the support. Uh, I will be getting in contact with you, and we will figure out the address and all that stuff to get that shipped out to you free of charge. And congratulations. And if you are not at 900 Pride 66, uh, stay tuned. We have a lot more giveaways coming up. Our sponsors have taken care of us. This is about our 12th one that we've done. We've got a lot more stuff coming through. So um, if you do want to get an autographed Joe Montana jersey, head over there, gamedaysportsmemorabilia.com, and tell them the 49ers Rush podcast sent you. All right, let's get on to the fun stuff. Now, what we are going to be doing here is this is all my opinions, so you can disagree, and disagreement's a great thing. Please let me know who I'm too low on, who I'm too high on, and all those different things. But the goal here is the top 25 players or franchise players for now and for the future. So it's not just about 2019, but it's about the long term. And so the three things that I looked at was talent, positional value, and current age, plus contract, uh, years and money left. So the contract information on all 25 of these players I'm going to give you has nothing to do with what they originally signed. It's what is left on the deal. So number one player overall, surprise, surprise, Jimmy Garoppolo, who is 27 years old. Now, his contract was a huge debate whenever that thing got signed but we have one of the best absolute best financial guys and all that jimmy garoppolo has left is four years 100.5 million dollars on his deal uh, that's 25 million dollars a year for a starting quarterback which is absolute bananas uh that is a steal you're seeing all of the new quarterbacks that are getting inside 30 million plus and that's an average so uh we front loaded this deal there's a lot left there now the 49ers do have a potential out in 2020 but there's no way you do not take that with him. Jimmy Garoppolo is number one. As far as this quarterback will go, um, you know, we have the defense in place now to where we really do think that if Jimmy G plays, you know, Pro Bowl level quarterback play, we're a playoff team, period. Um, everything has been built around him. We have wide receivers. We have the line. We have the running backs. As far as this team goes, it's, it's going to be because of this guy. So really excited to see that. Number two, my number two overall player is George Kittle. It's crazy to think that this kid is only 25 years old and has only played two years in the league. I don't think that there is much debate that he is the best all-around tight end in the NFL. You can make the argue for Travis Kelsey, uh, who is much more of a receiving guy. Travis Kelsey can block, but George Kittle uh, versus Travis Kelsey blocking, nowhere near close. Kittle wins that one by a landslide, and then you look at it, he broke the all-time record for most receiving yards by a tight end with 1,377 yards. I was at that game. It was absolutely awesome, even though we were getting blown out. Uh, it was definitely silver lining. So I think once you are the number one position or number one player at your position, uh, you've got to move up. I don't value tight end as much as a lot of other positions, but I don't care. The fact that we have a guy that's 25, the best at his position in the entire NFL already is just – Man, that's awesome. Very excited to see what – and, again, he did all of – almost all of his work with our backup quarterback, C.J. Beathard, and, you know, Nick Mullins. So excited to see what he can do this year. Now, 
the the number three, four, and five players I put to a vote, and I put it to you guys. I put it up on Twitter, and it got a lot, almost 700 votes within 20 hours. And I'm going with you guys. I disagree a little bit, but that's okay. So according to you, the number three overall player is Nick Bosa. And he received 44% of the vote here. He's only 22 years old. He was the number one player on my board. Yes, he did just tweak his hamstring. Maybe if I did the poll now, it would receive different votes. But whatever. Um, His contract has not been signed yet. However, the collective bargaining agreement has everything slotted. So it's going to be close to four years 33.6 33.6 million. Now, the only thing that could change is some bonus, uh, signing bonus stuff, and lots of the language on what can and can't do and guarantees and all that stuff. But as far as what we know, it's going to be right around those parameters. So, four years, 303.6 million. And he does get a fifth year option that we can pick up if we choose to because he was a first round pick. So, again, uh, you know, he got 44%. I would have preferred personally DeForest Buckner, who was second in votes. He got 38%. So, of you guys said Nick Bosa, and 38% said DeForest Buckner. He's 25 years old. He only has two years left. So two years, $18 million, still a complete bargain. You know, the 49ers picked up his fifth-year option, which is $12.3 million in 2020. And basically what that does is guarantees everything uh, as far as injury or whatever. So we are on the hook for two years at $12.3 million. It is absolute we are going to pick up his fifth-year option. He's unbelievable. Uh, 12 sacks. You know, he was third as far as defensive interior players that aren't edge players in the NFL. Aaron Donald had 21. Chris Jones had 16. Then he was there with 12. Um, Now, the question is, will he be extended past that fifth-year option? I I sure hope so. This is my favorite 49er. It's not even close. I love this kid. I love the way he plays. But the NFL does not reward interior guys. Um, You could say, well, Aaron Donald. Yeah, I get it. Aaron Donald defensive player of the year two years in a row he is playing at an unbelievable level and DeForest Buckner you know he hasn't even been named to all pro yet I I think he's right on that fringe year in year out Um, and if you look around the NFL you know just today you get Gerald McCoy released and he was only due 13 million and they chose we would rather not do that and Dominican Sue was still out there he got picked up uh, just as I hit record on this, I have no idea how much they're paying him, but my guess is he got $10 million last year with the Rams. He's probably going to be getting a little less um, with the Bucks this year. So we look at Leonard Williams, who's another young, very productive defensive tackle. He's on the trading block with the Jets. The NFL just does not value these interior guys quite like they do edge guys. So the question goes to, what do you want to do with DeForest Buckner? Do you want to pay him his value? Because his value is Fletcher Cox to Aaron Donald. Fletcher Cox is getting seventeen million a year. Aaron Donald twenty-two million. Are you willing to pay nineteen to twenty million dollars a year for DeForest Buckner? I don't know if that's going to be best long term. I want to keep this guy on the team. If we can get anywhere close to eighteen million, um, I think that we could keep him. Uh, but again, based on the market, it's going to be close to twenty million. By the time he signs two years from now or you do the extension next year, he's going to be getting paid. And tying up that much money at the interior position is going to be interesting. All right, the number five player was Mike McGlinchey, our rookie last year who's 24 years old. Now, according to the vote, he only received 13% of the vote. I was a little shocked by that. I really thought that he would be – it'd be kind of a three-headed monster between – 
Bosa, Buckner, and McGlinchey. But three years, $14 million left. He does have the fifth-year option as well. But that position is just so huge. And we spent the number nine overall pick, and he lived up to that. If we redrafted the entire NFL last year's class, McGlinchey would have been a top-six pick. Um He's absolutely phenomenal. He'll take over Staley's spot at left tackle probably, or you could keep him at right tackle um, where he's been successful. It doesn't matter. He's played left tackle in college. Uh, he can do whatever. He He's just elite. All right, and the last place guy for the poll that I put out was D Ford. He only received 5% of the vote. Um, he's 28 years old. We paid him a lot, a lot of money. Um, so he comes in at number six, five years, $85.5 million was the deal now. If for some reason things do not pan out, uh, there is a potential out in 2021. Only $8 million in uh, cap space spread out over three years. So, you, again, you're talking you can get out of this deal if it doesn't go ideal. You never want to get out of a deal because you always hope that the 49er or that the player plays up to the potential to, to merit the value of that contract. That's where you signed him at. So you always want to leave the backdoor option of getting out of a deal, which the 49ers are great at. But – the hope is, man, he plays up to his contract. That would be great. Number seven, this is one of my personal favorites, Dante Pettis, only 23 years old, and he is dirt cheap. Second-round draft picks do not make much in their first deal. He has three years for $5.3 million left, and that's total. <laughs> uh, he does not get the fifth-year option because uh, he's not a first-round pick. So after that, you would have to pay up big time. But what Dante Pettis did in his first year, yeah, there were some injuries out of the gate. Um, he was a little nervous and had a couple drops. But if you go back to his college tape, this guy has some of the surest hands in NCAA history. And the separation that he was able to get his very first year in the NFL is elite. Uh, he is the separation king. He, he's the definition of it. So really excited to see him going forward. And I do think that he is the wide receiver one moving forward, even with Debo and Marquise Goodwin and all these guys and Jalen Hurd. This is Dante Pettis. It's going to be his show. Um, he fits exactly what Shanahan did. Remember, they traded up to get him. Uh, so Shanahan, handpicked guy, uh, excited to see what he will do moving forward. Number eight, jump over to the defensive side. Fred Warner, only 22 years old. He has three years, $3.2 million left on his contract. We just talked about the injury getting his knee cleaned up. But this guy is going to be the Mike linebacker. He's going to be the guy uh, calling plays on the defense for a decade, hopefully. Uh, very excited to see what he will continue to do. It's hard to think that he could improve. The only issue I had with him was his missed tackles. But uh, I, I think that he cleaned that up as the year went on. I'm very excited to see what this young guy can continue to do. Number nine, this year's draft pick, Debo Samuel, 23 years old. Interesting to note, he's the same age as Dante Pettis, even though Pettis came out last year. Um, he Again, he hasn't signed yet either. A lot of the first and second round draft picks haven't. It usually starts at number one, uh, which uh, Kyler Murray has signed, and trickles its way down. So I, I'd expect those guys to get signed soon. There's not a lot to really fight over besides language, but uh, we'll see what happens. So Debo Samuel, he's got four years, uh, only $7 million total. Uh, again, he hasn't signed, but those numbers, it, it's going to be in that ballpark. Excited to see what he can do. He's going to be starting day one, I believe. You're going to have Pettis and Seb Samuel on the outside. Um, you know, slot guys will move around and Goodwin will move around. But those two guys, I think, will get the most snaps. Uh, game one, I, I, I really do believe that. Number 10, Quan Alexander. 24 years young. He is still super young. Four years, $54 million. We paid out the wazoo for this guy. Uh, but 
If things don't go well, he is one of those high-ceiling, high-buzz players just because of his injury history. And let's just say things go bad. We do have a potential out in 2020, only $6 million dead over three years. So, uh, yeah, he costs, but if things do go bad, you can get out of this and be just fine again. As I said, you always want the player to live up, but it's what it is. You got you to gotta leave a little bit of safety net. Number 11, I got Solomon Thomas. Um, a lot of people would probably have him much higher than I do. I do not. He's 23 years young, very young. Two years, $16 million left on his rookie deal. He does have a fifth-year option. I don't see any way that's being picked up as of now, um, but... Hopefully that turns around. I love this kid. Um, I love his attitude. I love the way uh, he has handled all of the situations that have been dealt to him, which is awful. But he's a great kid. He just hasn't put it together on the field. Hopefully he plays more interior and the coaching staff gets out of his way and he can live up to being the number three overall pick. But that's what it is. Um, you know, here's the deal. If we do pick up his, his option, that's $9 million. Um, so he... Take that for what you want. So, uh, I'm sorry, I misspoke. He's due $9 million in 2020, but if we back out of that deal and cut him, we'd save about half that, $4.6 million uh, if cut. I don't think that we would do that. So, I don't think that we will pick up the fifth-year option, but I also don't see us cutting him, maybe a potential trade. Um, who knows? Hopefully, he just picks up, and, man, I love that kid. I really want to root for him, but that's where he's at, number 11. Number 12, I got Richard Sherman, the old man. 31 years old and the oldest player yet on this list. We still owe him two years, $20 million. Um, but going back to when this deal was reported and everybody said we overpaid, we can get out of that deal this year with 1 million dead cap space. So uh, if Sherman does, he, he played great last year, I, I, a year removed from his Achilles injury, he's only going to play better. We have not addressed the corner position in the draft this year. So he's sticking around, at least this year. People have talked about maybe moving him to safety, but right now we need corner help. He stays there. Uh, 13, Jalen Hurd, our third-round rookie this year, 23 years old, four years, $4.2 million. He's still got to get back into football shape, but long-term, this is one of those cornerstone pieces that Kyle Shanahan loves that's going to allow him to do crazy banana things with personnel groupings and mismatches. So very excited to see what he is going to do. One of my favorite uh, picks this year. Um, you know, my three guys that I just absolutely loved in the position we got them. Nick Bosa, obviously number one on my board. Jalen Hurd in the third round and Caden Smith in the sixth. I like the other guys, but the, the value for the draft position I don't think was there as much. But anyway... 15, Joe Staley, the greatest offensive lineman in the history of the NFL, 34 years old. Wow. He only has one year and $10.9 million left. This is it. But, man, who's to say he can't keep playing? This guy is just absolutely incredible. He deserves the Super Bowl so freaking bad. And I looked up what his career earnings with the 49ers are. He's played 13 after this year. This is his 13th year and $80 million. Way to go, Joe. I, I love this guy. love his attitude. And I'm so glad that he has been able to make a lot of money in this league. Number 16, Lakin Tomlinson, our left guard, 27 years old, former first-round draft pick out of Duke. Uh, three years, $15.2 million. That was part of the extension that we gave him. We have got to make sure that at least one of our guards plays up to level. Lakin's played really, really well. 
and had his best game against Aaron Donald and his worst game against Aaron Donald. So hopefully uh, we can continue to get more of that best game. Number 17, I have Akilo Witherspoon, 24 years old. He still has two years left for $2.2 million total. If he could be the corner that we were hoping for, the 49ers defense would be absolutely incredible. However, um, he is a roller coaster player. Now, hopefully that has just been due to health. But uh, we'll see this year. This is going to be a make-or-break year for him. I really do believe that. Uh, hopefully, he turns it around. Number 18, Nick Mullins. Uh, surprise appearance at number 18. 24 years old. He is only one year left for $570,000. That is it. Now, some people are saying, you know, why do you have this guy up there? So far, he's a backup quarterback. Uh, I don't like Charlie Casserly, uh, in his opinion, the former general manager for the Texans and the Redskins. He won Super Bowl there. But, uh, you know, the NFL Network kind of old guy. But I, I do love his saying where it says the most important player on your team is your quarterback. Second most important player is your backup quarterback. Um, and so Nick Mullins is an absolute steal of a value here. Um, love this kid and how he plays. He will be the backup. They're going to talk about battle of the backups and, oh, who's going to win that spot. It's already decided. I don't care what happens in preseason. I don't care what happens in practice. This is Nick Mullins' job. 19, Jaquiski Tart, 27 years old. He's got two years left and $11 million. He is a splash player, man. Uh, can't stay healthy. And he cannot stay sound. If he could fix those two things, and he's got all the opportunity in the world because we have added zero uh, depth to the safety position. And for some reason, the front office thinks this is fine. So you got to have Jaquiski Tart up here somewhere. Number 20, Kawan Williams probably played the best out of the entire secondary last year. Um, 28 years old, our slot corner or nickel corner. Two years, $5.8 million. I love this kid. I really, really do. He should be higher. However, there's some rumblings that he he might not even make the final roster, which is bananas to me. Um, we need that guy out there. Um, number 21, DJ Reed. He is 22 years old. He still has three years left, $2.1 million. And where are they going to play him? Are they going to move him into the slot role and take Quan Williams out? Do you keep him at safety and allow him to play there? He can play all over, and this is one of those players that has been hurt by the versatility tag that our front office uses all too often. He should be playing nickel corner. That's his most natural position. However, uh, he does have versatility. We moved him around. So he's played three positions in one year already. Um, hopefully, we allow him to focus on what he's best at. I really hope that we do that. Number 22, Jason Verrett, 28 years old. We have him on a one-year deal for $3.6 million. If he's healthy, he is the starting corner the entire season for the 49ers. There's zero doubt about that. The only issue with him has been health. But if he is healthy, um, there's a chance he would be our number one corner and Sherman would be the number two corner. Hey, that's just what it is. This guy's ceiling is absolutely lights out. It's just can he stay healthy? I'm rooting for this kid. Number 23, Tarvarius Moore, 22 years old. Again, another rookie uh, from last year. Three years, $2.6 million. He was a safety and great in college. We moved him to corner, and now he's buried on the depth chart. Even though we have a glaring need at safety, who knows what they're going to do with him, but uh, all things seem to be pointing to him staying at cornerback. We'll see what happens. Um, yeah, I, I would hate for this third-round pick to not even get a play uh, just because the coaching staff tried to change his position, but... Whatever. Number 24, Eric Armstead. Only 25 years old. It seems like he's been here forever. Um, he has one year left, $9 million. He's playing on his fifth-year option. 
And who knows? Uh, with the way we have drafted in free agency, it doesn't really seem like there's a long-term spot for him. But he, he he's valuable. The One of the best run defenders we have and was absolutely incredible last year. Now, he doesn't add a lot off the edge in pass rush, but a very valuable player, needless to say. And number 25, Adrian Colbert. 25 years old, two years, $1.4 million. Uh, he was our seventh-round pick from a while ago. He had one amazing. He came in midseason, took over the free safety role, and was lights out, absolutely incredible. And then all of last year disappeared, whether it was injuries, completely ineffective, and just awful tape. Uh, one of the lowest-ranked safeties, according to Pro Football Focus, in the entire NFL. So what guy do we get? Um, the front office seems to suggest this guy is going to be the guy because the starters, if everybody's healthy right now at the safety position, is going to be Adrian Colbert and Jaquiski Tart. So who knows? We'll see what we get there. Um, so some honorable mentions. You'll notice people that I left off the list, none of the running backs and Kyle Juszczyk. I really think that because there are so many of those guys, it's whoever's healthy. <laughs> so I didn't want to put one and leave one off because I think all three of those guys are kind of in a dead heat. And, uh, you know, Hurd, our third-round pick this year, that makes Juice even less important because they're going to eventually be playing that same offensive weapon, backfield, uh, split out wide, off the, uh, you know, slot, wing, whatever. Those guys can do all of that. It was just Kyle Juszczyk, but now we have another guy that can do that. Even though their bodies are not similar, they can do similar things. Also, um, you know, Ronald Blair and DJ Jones, those are two guys that could have been on there. Or whoever wins out at the slot receiver, Richie James or Trent Richardson. Personally, I think that's going to be Richie James. So hopefully you enjoyed this. I know that was a lot of information, but I'm excited. OTAs are going on, and there's news. Uh, hopefully, we can get more good news, less bad news, but that's what it is. So thanks, guys. If you haven't subscribed already, please do so wherever you listen to podcasts. We are everywhere. YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh, iTunes. It doesn't matter. We're on every single platform possible. So thanks again, and we will be back with you shortly. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.